Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Live on the Hills and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Immediately. Fucking. Fucking immediately. <laughs> Well, he knows it's a classic field trip. Hey, get out of that trash can! Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on a Monday, not a Tuesday. I used to be confused about that. I'll love the first take of this episode, but now I understand that it is Monday for Tommy. And yeah, <laughs> he used to not know the days of the week, but now we're we're on the same page. We know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Now that my good pal has told me, my friend, yeah, has told me that. <laughs> Get it right. Come on, man. <laughs> we're, not, is... we're not fucking fooling anybody, dude. <laughs> that it is Monday. Okay, so it's. It, I, I don't know. I used to be uh, I used to be like up jiving for this at like seven in the morning, but now it's like I was, now I'm like old. Like I I don't know now, so I'm really old. So uh, I get up at eight now. He's got gray pubes now. Is what he's trying. Well, to say. don't old people get up early? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, the, I can't say that it's because I'm old. The thing is, is they nap all fucking day. That's their problem. Mm. Like you, that's right. You get up early, but you take six naps before bedtime. So, yeah. are you, and you're really not accomplishing anything because you're fucking old. Like, you've lived your life. Yeah, you have nothing. You have nothing to so do. I hate when, like, old people are like, you know, they just look down on you. It's like, I'm out here fucking working every day, you know, or every or four days a week or whatever you work. But, you know, I'm out, I'm out here living my life in the world and you're sitting at home in your recliner sleeping, watching Wheel of Fortune and whatever else. <laughs> In your huge house that 401k is paying for, yeah. all, of, all of Walmart <laughs> and us. Hunt. You're yeah, welcome. And us. <laughs> yeah, Monday, 8, 8, 15, 20, 8.20 in the a.m. I'm trying to look at the clock here. Uh, yeah, I literally like wake up at 8, and then I let the dogs out, and then I make my coffee, which I have to have to do anything. And then I definitely brush my teeth, so my breath doesn't smell like shit. Okay, so. so what I wanted to say after take one, because 
of course, interruptions. But so you can brush your teeth and then go right back to drinking coffee. Me? Yeah. If I, like no, the other I'm... person I'm talking to. Yes, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah because I don't because I don't want like shit and coffee breath. I'd rather have like minty co- that minty breath that the coffee ruins rather than like shit breath where the coffee makes it worse. That's that's why I do that. Like I'll brush them again today probably because I can't do the poop smell. See, I get it, but I just I can't brush my teeth and then go back to drinking coffee unless I'm going to work. Now, if I'm going to work, I can do it because I have to have coffee on my way to work. So that's the funny part. On the work days, I don't do that. Like on the work days, really? the work days, I drink my coffee. I and then brush my your teeth. my work day ritual is very interesting. So usually I go in at nine or ten, and I'm up at seven, sometimes six thirty, whatever. Coffee's the first thing that happens. And so for like an hour, I'm drinking coffee and doing whatever activity I want to do, which is typically an hour of YouTube or maybe guitar. But it's 95% YouTube. And uh, that's when I have shit breath and drinking coffee. So any other time, like literally this is the only circumstance where I'm not going to brush my teeth in the morning. Or unless I have to go pick up coffee. Like if I got to go to a drive-thru because we're out, I'll brush my teeth before I go there. But this... Is definitely a situation where I brush my teeth uh, before I drink coffee because I just have to have decent breath. I can't do... This, to me, is the most interesting conversation we've ever had. (laughs) Why are you so fascinated by that? I don't know, but I have, like, so many things going on in my head right now. Because you were talking about... Well, you were talking about being out of coffee. Is there a worse feeling than knowing that you're out of coffee? I mean, it's not good. I can tell you that. Okay. So last week. Creamer is worse for me. Well, see, I drink mine black, but. Because uh, you're a man. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> I'm hairy. So, I mean, I feel like it's, it comes with the territory. That's yeah. like, <laughs> you that's have like to if, drink black coffee. It's like hairy. if you eat a, a sausage and pepper sandwich, like you <sighs> have to have like the hot Italian sausage. You can't have the sweet. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I see what you're saying. So I, I, I get that. Yeah, maybe I should start drinking black coffee. Go on, um, go on. So last week, Wednesday night, because uh, I work Wednesday mornings now. So I get home, getting ready for AW. I we got pizza because I didn't feel like cooking. Days off, I I love to cook. When I work, even if it's just during the day, I don't want to fucking cook when I get home, right? So I'm I'm cooking, and then I look over like towards my Keurig, and I'm like, oh fuck, I don't have any coffee. But I'm already like I'm already in gym shorts. Like I'm not doing shit. You're not moving. You're not moving anywhere. No. And and I've already said I'm not cooking. So why would I go to the store? I've already went and got pizza, all that stuff. So I know Thursday morning is going to be like shitty. Like on my way to work because I'm not going to have coffee. Like yeah. So is I would say being at a coffee is compared to smoker. Like, it's not when you're out of cigarettes, it's when you know you only have, like, one or two left. Yeah. And there's no, like, you can't get to a store fast enough because you know you're about to run out. Yeah, and as soon as you, like, when you're walking out of the store, your cigarettes are packed and you already have one in your mouth. And, <laughs> so, like, and you already have an open pack in the car, but you've already unwrapped the new box because you know you're going to smoke a fresh one. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, oh man, that that brings me back to some 
smoking days. You know, and that's the funniest thing, too, is now that I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, like, even when I drink, I don't really want a cigarette all that bad because, I, I mean, I have my vape. So, I mean, I'm still getting nicotine. But, yeah. <clears throat> like, when I'm drinking coffee, like, right now, like, I'd you want kill a for a fucking cigarette right now. That's beer is definitely, if I'm drinking, I want a cigarette still to this day. And it's been, like, six years. Yeah, you quit since way I before I did. I quit. You know, what's funny is I quit smoking in March of 2014 right before we went to that WWE Live Jonesboro show. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 that's, I don't remember the date, but I remember the time period. And I know, like, I was going to Jonesboro the next day, and you guys were going, too. So, Because you, that was you like, had a vape that day. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was, like, my first. I, when that vape shop opened in Mountain Home, I got, like, a little stick vape with uh, Skeetles was the flavor. Skeetles. And it was six milligrams. And, uh, yeah, that was that. Now I have the pouches. So, and it, still, though, I mean, when I drink, it doesn't matter, dude. I, I always want, like, I don't necessarily, I'm like, not like, God, I got to go get one. It's like, I just have that craving where I'm like, you know, it would go really fucking good with this beer right now. <laughs> a cigarette. Yeah. Like, every time, dude. And and if you're at the bars, everybody's smoking, and you're like, oh, my God. You want one so bad, but then you come home, and you smell like oh, it, and you're like, yeah. okay, no, I don't want I that. definitely don't want one. And if you yeah. if you tie one on enough, and you've been around people that have smoked, and you don't smoke anymore, like, the next day you feel, like, worse than if you smoked two packs of cigarettes. Yeah. And, oh, God, yeah. And then when you, when you smoke two packs of cigarettes with your drinking the next morning, you're just hacking just every... It's so bad because you're gonna smoke like two packs. Like, Easy right at the bar. If you're doing a if you're doing a bar hop at night, you're smoking like two packs, if not more. Yeah, and and I always say two because one I'm for sure smoking, and the other one is when I'm feeling when I'm drunk and feeling good. And <laughs> like, hey, can I get a cigarette? I'm like, oh yeah, you gotta have the cigarette. I'm the asshole everybody. that won't give anybody a cigarette. You're like, no, I don't have any, but I, you're smoking what? one. <laughs> <laughs> I got two lit in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, this is my last two as I'm pulling out a third. <laughs> some chick is some chick is serving you coke on a mirror and you're like, "No, I don't have any." I don't. I that's don't another one. Too, that's another one too. Like if not that I uh recommend doing blow or anything, but <laughs> in in days where that was rec- or recreational thing, that makes you want a cigarette it, really bad. In days of future past. In days of future past, yeah. That's probably why coffee wants, makes you want a, a cigarette so bad, because I think anything that, like, is, like, speeds speed. you up, yeah, it makes you want a cigarette. I don't know why, but I don't, I don't See, know. like, you could drink, like, a Mountain Dew or something, or a Dr. Pepper, some a soda with really high And you'd want a cigarette or sugar. something, yeah. See, not as bad, though. Like, something with coffee. I think it's just because it's such a morning ritual. You know, that's funny that you say that because those sodas supposedly have like a bunch of caffeine in them, but nothing, no matter what, if I, I couldn't drink that in the morning versus coffee. So like, here's a good one. We were in Tulsa last weekend and did I, did I speak about that? You did. We talked about the, uh, the restaurants. Did I tell you about the coffee situation? No, you didn't tell me about the coffee situation. So I was tired when I walked out to the lobby and I got two cut. I got I drank two cups of decaf that morning, Oof. and I like I drank. I didn't know it. I just thought mm. it was like because I didn't read like that it was the green label. There was three bins of coffee, and two were the same, and one had like two were like dark medium roast, and one was medium or breakfast blend or something. 
And I just grabbed one of the dark medium roasts. I drank two cups. I was like, fuck, it's not waking me up. I was like, that coffee sucks. And then at noon, if I don't drink caffeine in the morning, I have a pounding headache mm-hmm. by noon. That's just, and I'm sure you're the same way. Yep. Like, if you drink coffee, that's just how it is. So I start getting a fucking terrible headache. And I'm like, okay, that had to have been decaf because it didn't wake me up. So I go out, to, I go out there to the lobby and I look and it's, sure enough, it's the green label. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So I immediately pour a cup and I just pound it. And then, uh, like, my headache kind of subsides. But if you get a caffeine, a caffeine-less headache, you probably have to take ibuprofen with it. If you're me, because it, the caffeine's not going to get rid of it itself. It'll kind of, like, make it go away a little bit. But I have to take, like, two or three ibuprofens with it. It'll dull it. But, it, uh, yeah, it doesn't get rid of yeah. it. Yeah. Because you didn't do the initial caffeine yeah. in the morning. It has to be the initial caffeine in the morning. When I get a, a caffeine headache, like, it's literally going to ruin my entire fucking day. For real, though. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it's no joke, dude. It's like, it's on the verge of a migraine. Well, that and just, I'm just, I get agitated very easily anyways. So when yeah. I don't, like, if, if I get a headache is, like, what, the worst thing to start your day. Yeah, I mean it's terrible, especially when you have one for like three days. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't fix that caffeine headache the day it happens, you will have it for like three days. That's just it, it happens. That happens to me at least. I mean, I don't know. Like you drink more coffee. Than like me, it's not. So. So, it's not so bad. Like the second day, like obviously because it's kind of you're just kind of it's just lingering, getting used to it. But yeah. it's like you feel like tender headed. Yeah, and it just sucks. And it's like if you shake your head too fast or something, you get like that. It feels like your brain is shaking. Like I don't. I always shake my head to test if I have a headache. It's weird. I'll get like a little twinge of ache in like my left temple, and I'm like, I shake my head, and I'm like, oh, no headache. So are you like like D'Lo Brown shaking your head? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like that. I just yeah. want. Uh, we had a time wrestling at some point. <laughs> Good old D-Lo. We, I, you know what? Now, last week I forgot to mention just watching him walk to the ring at Royal Rumble 2000 was just magical. <laughs> just watching him bobbing his head around. You know what's funny so awesome. is you say that, and after I watched Royal Rumble 2000, I watched The Table for Three with D-Lo and Mark Henry and The Godfather. Oh, they, D-Lo's on a Table for Three? Yeah, I dude. watched that. It's good one. I, I it's just, a good one. I don't know what it is about D-Lo Brown. I just really like that guy. Because Godfather was talking about how before he got put in the nation, they were going to bring back Papa Shango. Uh, and they show his test shot from like 98 or whatever, 97. Attitude Okay. Era. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. <sighs> it was a good one. All right. And of course, they talk about Dwayne because you have to at least name drop that you're friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, did, did you watch Bash with Beach this week? I did. Good show, okay, man. I, that... I watched up to... Um, you were about to say something. I, I just I feel bad. I was cutting you off. No, you're fine. Ow, you got up God, to what? What is that? I got up to um, the... So Jericho attacked... Uh, Moxley. Moxley's eye mm-hmm. with the spike. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, what was after? Oh, I watched the match with DDP. Okay. And then I passed out after that. Yeah. Which so that's what I so all I missed was like Pack and uh, Darby Allen, and then maybe the main, or was that the main? Uh, that was the main. Mm. I was okay. tr- I was trying to remember. 
That's the that's the bad part about it being on a Wednesday because we've already done a show and it's going to be a few days before we do it again. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel like we always pass up dynamite in our discussions, but uh, that opening tag match, that fatal four way tag match or whatever you want to call it, four way tag, that was literally the best tag match I've seen in AEW. Like that, yeah. And I, yeah. I was on Twitter during the match, and like multiple people say, put this up for match of the year already. It was Man, that fucking. That's... It was that fucking good. Like I, I mean, it, it it was really good though. Yeah, <clears throat> it was definitely really good. That it it was it was the best eight man tag match I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, but definitely like a very interesting. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It was, it was, it was funny because it was like. There was something I was thinking when I was watching, and I was like, wow, this is this story is like really going on well during this match. Or, fuck, I can't remember. Like, I had a really good wording for it, and I totally forgot, but I'm with you. It, it was really good. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I don't know, man. It was the story of Hangman and his whole drinking thing he's on right now. And just. Yeah. It was so weird seeing the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman on the other sides of the ring. But in a good way. Yeah, and you know, there's something about that. Like, people are kind of saying about how, and I agree, they should be doing separate things and kind of getting over in their own ways. But this tag team thing is fine right now because they're they're both going to be in a high-profile match. And... You know, if you look at history, sometimes the tag titles lead to a world title in in a way, you know? So, like, not direct, it's not like it's King of the Ring or, like, Intercontinental used to do that, but, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes the tag titles would be, like, in the storyline on the way to the world title. Well, that's, like, we, we talk about for the last two years. It seemed like in the Fed in the late 90s, like... When you were feuding for the titles, like the mm-hmm. the opponents would be tag partners and win the belts, Sean yeah. and Austin and yeah. Austin and Taker and so on and so forth. But uh, uh, Austin and Mick Foley, um, just really with Austin a lot for some reason. It was that's, Austin. That's yeah. weird. Maybe that was <laughs> yeah. just his thing. Um, Rock and mankind. I mean, there was kind of that. <clears throat> but I'm really interested in this Wednesday show because it's coming from the fucking ship. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. <laughs> that it, I, I have a feeling it's going to be very WCW Spring Break Nitro-ish, which I'm fine with, because that was always my favorite Nitro of the year. It was the Spring Break I one. fucking loved it. I'm like, somebody's going in that fucking pool. Somebody oh, is yeah. going in that pool. And, and somebody would go in the yeah, pool, Yeah, every though. time. Uh, you have to. Somebody's going to go overboard on that. How much you want to bet they put someone overboard? Oh, I hope so. But there's a little lifeboat down there. It's a gimmick. Like Moxley gimmick throws Jericho over the boat. That would be amazing. And you that see would be... him. And you, it shows Jericho like swimming in the water. And he's like, but it's my cruise or some shit like yeah. that. You know? And then <laughs> yeah, that's the new dude, shirt next week. Awesome. Next week, that's the shirt. <laughs> but it's my cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's um, great. But I was thinking about it during that match or after that match when Kenny and Hangman won to get the tag title shot on the ship. And I was like, they're going to fucking win the belts on the ship. 
I could see that, yeah. Because they're going to make it a big deal. Like, anything can happen on the Jericho Rock and Rager, Rock and Wrestling Rager at sea. Fucking Jericho Part Rock did. and Wrestling Rager. I, I don't know why. It just sounds like a like a erect penis to me. The Rager. Big old veiny, big old veiny hog. Yeah, it's just what it sounds like. <clears throat> um, speaking of cruises, though, uh, I saw the... Speaking of hogs. <laughs> I saw the... <laughs> I saw the Kiss, the Kiss Cruise got announced, uh, and Jericho's going to be there. Didn't you call the Kiss Cruise thing? Like, you said they hadn't announced it, and you were like, they'll do it. What do you mean? May- like, the I don't first know, maybe. one? No, like, I thought you said... Never mind. I, th- I thought you were like, "There's they haven't announced the Kiss Cruise yet, but I know they will. Like, maybe you said that, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just tripping. I, I think I was talking about after they retire, I think they'll still do the cruise. That's probably what you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, Fozzie's going to be on the Kiss Cruise this year again. That's awesome. And I really – man, God, if there was a fucking way to do it, like, I would totally want to do it. Yeah. And, and on top of that, like, not only is it the Kiss Cruise and Jericho's going to be on it and, of course, Kiss, uh, Rat's going to be on it, which I love Rat. That's awesome. But they're going to fucking Belize this year. Rat is? No, the Kiss Cruise is going. Well, oh. Rat is going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's like Amanda's like top vacation spot she wants to do one day is Where Belize. Where is Belize at? It's some fucking island. I don't know. That's right. It's yeah. <laughs> it's somewhere in the ocean. <laughs> you know You know what? I'll do. I, I have a friend from uh, the UK. He was born in uh, Liverpool or something. And he said, you Americans are so bad at geography. And you know what? Americans are fucking terrible at geography because I can't point on a map and tell you what's what. But, like, if you meet anyone from outside the United States, they know everything. See, I'm good. Like, geography's their thing. I'm good with it, but, like, uh, like something like a country like that or an island like that, whatever it is. I don't Is it even a country? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I know the – I like, if you show me – a continent, I know what it is. If you show me a state, I know yeah, what state yeah, yeah. it is. If you show me a country, usually I know where it is. Yeah. Usually. I mean, it's... I tied geography with history, and I wanted to be a fucking history teacher, and I was fucking just You're good at awesome history. at it in school. Like, even, like, my senior year when I didn't go to school, like, I would go to history every day. That's cool. 12th grade fucking history, I had a 109, and I had an F in every other class because I didn't show up. That's funny. That's kind of a weird, <laughs> it's kind of a weird situation. I was just so fucking interested in it. <clears throat> but, like, the one thing I hated about history was, like, World War II. And everybody yeah. loves, like, World War II history for some reason. Because I think it was just, I, I wish, I mean, obviously I wish it never happened, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like we talked about it so fucking much in school that I'm just over it. Yeah. Mm, I can see that, I guess. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I feel ya. I was... I don't know. We can get into... We need to talk about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Ronnie's pissed. I know, yeah, Ronnie's done. He's, like, already made record... Where's the backlash review? Hey, where the fuck's the backlash review? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Where's my Bush Light at? No, no, he drinks Keystone. <laughs> he doesn't drink Bush. Keystone Ice. Keystone Ice, yeah. It's or, like, little... Ice House. Oh. Or that ice fucking... Ice Houses. Uh, beer 30 or whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Garbage shit. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at mrsmyers.com. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Uh, so since last week, <clears throat> I brought up the Royal Rumble 2020 card. They added like two matches to it or something. So we got the men's Rumble match, we got the women's Rumble match, we got Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Becky Lynch versus Asuka for the women's title, and Bray Wyatt did it right, it's universal. King Corbin versus Roman Reigns is a false count anywhere match now. Then now we got and then we got Shorty G versus Sheamus. Oh, Look at that Jesus. on paper. Oh my god. And then Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown women's title. So this is just it's just the card is so underwhelming. It is. It's- like Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. I can get down with that. Yeah, it'll be good. Roman and Corbin, I'm going to try. I'm going to try <laughs> to get into that. Becky Lynch and Asuka should be good. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Um, Bailey and Lacey Evans, I just feel like one of the women's matches is going to suck, and that's going to be the one. <clears throat> and then Shorty G and Sheamus. Like, if his name wasn't Shorty G, if it was Chad Gable versus Sheamus, I would love the match. Yeah, I'd be in. But the I'd stupid Shorty yeah. G thing. It's that gimmick's so fucking stupid. I just I, I feel like this rumble's gonna suck. I it's just like I, I just don't see anything good coming of this. Like it's just gonna suck. Do you think it's because no we're so it. far fucking removed from the product? Or Probably just because, because the product is that fucking bad. Well, I, it's a little bit of both because I've watched some people like on YouTube talk about some plus sides of the product, and I'm like, man, I just can't find any. Now I heard that Raw this last week was really good. I did see a few people say that Raw was, like, actually pretty tolerable. But where's Raw shine on this card? Nowhere. It, it's, like, all SmackDown matches. Hmm. There's, one, there's, like, one Raw match. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt is SmackDown. Becky Lynch is the Raw match. Roman Reigns and Corbin, Shorty G and Sheamus, and Bailey and Lisa Evans. Those are all SmackDown matches. Yeah. So where's the Raw matches for Rumble? We know it's going to be a five-hour fucking show, so give us at least two more Raw matches that are just piss-away matches. Give us AOP versus uh, Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens or something. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. So I don't, I don't know. It's just – I'm thinking. Because I know I'm like they're thinking of the roster right now in my head, and I'm just trying to see a match because there's got to be something. And then we'll probably get they, they're, we'll they're probably high get uh, uh, War Machine or whatever the fuck they're called now, Viking Raiders or Viking Experience. What the fuck is it? Are they back to Viking know. Raiders? I think it's Viking Raiders. Okay, because yeah. they were the Experience or whatever for a week, and then everybody yeah. shit on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll probably get them and the Good Brothers for the tag titles on the pre-show. I would guess. Who's got the tag titles? 
Viking experience or Viking, Viking experience. Whatever. Okay. Well, fucking yeah, War yeah. Machine. I'm calling him War Machine. Yeah, War Machine. Um, because it seems like every year the Good Brothers get the tag titles at, at the Rumble, then drop them at Mania. I mean, you're just you're just wishful thinking, but yeah, that's I can see that. <laughs> well, I am the king of wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe we get Seth Rollins versus Buddy Murphy or something. Um, yeah, Rumble, dude, they're well, high on Buddy Murphy. Well, he joined with Seth. He's part of that little group now. Oh, Seth, I thought Buddy Murphy was... and uh, and oh, uh, AOP. I thought he... Okay, I thought he was with uh, Owens and Samoa Joe. Who was who was with them then? It's, he he Big was show. with them. Big Show. Oh, Big Show. That's right. Yeah. See, that's hard to get into because that's not – you look at that and it's not a long-term storyline because Show's not going to be around that long. He'll he'll wrestle a couple more times this year and that'll be it. He's going to put people over and sure. then it's going to call it a day. I mean, so it, it's just like Big Show, like I love Big Show, but it's just like if Jericho was in this situation, I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's not going to be there for long, so this is a short-term Short-term thing. Breaking. They're just trying to get to WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to just puzzle it together, just piece it together. Um, well, you know Brock's not going to defend the title because he's in the Rumble. He's not going to yeah. work twice. He's not pulling double duty. He's not Shawn Michaels. No, no. The Rumble looks – I mean, the roster in the Rumble right now looks pretty good, man. Well, I, mean, I like what I see. They have two really good fucking rosters. I mean, just the amount of talent yeah. that WWE has. There's no reason the Rumble match shouldn't be good. Now will it be? Probably not. Uh, it'll probably be boring. It'll it'll probably suck, and everybody who we want to win won't win. See, and now <clears throat> what defines a sucky Rumble match? I was thinking about this yesterday when we were watching Rumble '05, because watching that match, I was like, you know, it's a stacked roster similar to now. I mean, you could compare Rumble '05 to this. Yeah. The thing was though, like, it, it was kind of obvious watching it. And no, remembering that time period, like, uh, Batista's gonna, like, he's huge. He's obviously gonna win the Rumble. And, and Cena, having him and Cena in the Rumble, like, be the two Iron Men kind of thing, like, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. But, anyways, uh, <laughs> I, dude, I totally, like, just went off somewhere. Anyways, the roster now is like, you could compare it to that because it's just stacked with awesome talent. But, like, what defines a good Rumble match, I think, I think what we are looking for, you and I, as a team, like, I'm, I want to see some surprise entrance, first of all. Like, yeah. someone that makes you go, holy shit, or like, whoa, he's back, or like, one-time appearance. You know, maybe some spots, like, there's got to be some spots. There'll be a the Kofi Rumble. spot. There'll be a Kofi spot. There'll be, like, somebody will get hit with a, somebody will get pissed, run in and throw somebody out to set up a match at Mania or Elimination Chamber. Like they'll get thrown, they'll be eliminated, but they'll then go back in and eliminate them. Yeah, kind I know of what that you're spot. Yeah, Kurt Angle, Shawn and then Michaels. That's yeah. I was thinking of that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then like because rumbles are just rumbles. Like everybody's just slowly hanging out in the corners, beating on each other, or like just sitting there. That's a royal rumble for you. I mean, they're like waiting the for spots. Exactly. The Iron Man is the dude who spends the most time just laying in the corner. Yeah. Like, that's the Iron Man of the Rumble match. And it's just how it goes. But I've always wondered how they put together Rumbles. Like, how do you call the match? Yeah. Like, like do you call it on the fly, kind of, while you're waiting for... Because you know, you know, like, for instance, uh, 
like Taker gets told like, okay, so wait for Maven, then you're gonna turn your back and get thrown out. Right. Like or Sean, like wait for Angle to get eliminated, then get distracted and he's gonna throw you over. Like so those spots are everybody knows those, but like what do you do in the meantime? Are you just like Irish whip, like punching, and then it's like, oh, when Big Show gets to the ring, he's gonna take out a bunch of people, but then you gotta double team him. Yeah. Like, I just wonder if it's just the bullet points or if it's, like, the whole match, the entire match is scripted like everything else is. I, I think it's bullet points. I think it's, okay, this is going to happen here. When this guy comes yeah. out, this this is what needs to happen. When the buzzer goes off, you know, we're going to eliminate somebody and not show it, and then we'll talk about it. And then it's, uh, you know, just go out there and work and be brotherly, yeah. you know? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sure That's... most of it's just standing in the corner, like, you know, pulling punches and, like, just tell, talking talking about yeah. the road, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, so, my kid's hey. birthday's coming up, you know? <laughs> Whatever, something, you know, something like that. Yeah. Just rando shit. Yeah, oh, shit, here comes here comes Kane, uh, Irish whip into a big boot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, so I, I just, I've always been curious about the... The Rumble matches, just because it's an hour and 30 dudes have to know what's going to happen. And obviously, we've seen that backfire in history where mistakes are made and, like, you know, there's mistakes made and it's like someone gets eliminated on accident or someone misses their spot. But that's that's the one match of the year I think I'd love to sit in and, like, help book. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, just see what kind of mindset you have to be in. Okay. To do that. Here's where the end of the road is mania. How are we getting there through this match? This match determines who's going to be in the main event. And how soon, how early do they have the Rumble match booked? Yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't know if they know still, honestly. They, yeah, exactly. Who knows? This I mean, is, we, know, we the, all know Brock Lesnar is going to WrestleMania as the champion. Like I, I said mean, last week, it was like... This is the hardest year I've ever had, like, trying to pre-book, in my opinion, WrestleMania. Because it doesn't look like anybody's it, – it just doesn't – I don't see anybody that, like, is standing out that is – the only person that stands out is Brock Lesnar. And, and I'm even saying, like, Roman Reigns. Like, I don't even – Roman's not standing out as the guy who's going to win this year to me. Yeah. Because he just – He's involved in this stupid King Corbin storyline. Like, now, is Roman going to be in the final four? 150%. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> is Brock Lesnar going to be in the final four? Uh, it's, it's a 50-50 yeah. because somebody's either going to toss him out to create that storyline mm-hmm. or he's going to make it to the final four to be that fucking dominant and then somebody's going to get the upset. So, like, it's a, that's a hard one. But is Roman going to be in the final four? That's, yeah, there's no question. Okay. Who else is in the final I, I, four? That's what I was about to say. Like, you about to think? I, yeah. Braun? Maybe. AJ? I think AJ's in the final four. Ricochet, I think maybe? AJ's the Iron Man this year. Or Ricochet. AJ or Ricochet is like the Iron Man. I think AJ, um, I think AJ comes in early. Probably two. Uh, he's like, yeah, two to five. But, like that. but then again, do you want... If AJ comes out two, Brock's already in the ring. Uh, yeah, Brock's so going to toss the first couple it, dudes it's out. It's going to be easy. Easy peasy. So, We're going to get to so like 10 before any like we get more than Brock and whoever else in the ring. 
I think. I think Braun gets the big pop, and then they he has a hard time throwing Braun out, and then that's when we start the ring starts piling up. Or like some like Big Show or Braun or someone big that Brock can't easily toss over the top rope. But looking at this list of people that's been announced, none of them are dudes that I can see just going out of the ring super fast. Like maybe Elias, I can see it being a spot monkey for Brock. Yeah. Um, Tucker and Otis, they're a tag team, so that doesn't really matter. Or see, it's either he starts throwing dudes out like crazy. Or we get a straight-up match at the beginning with, like, number two is someone – like, Bobby Lashley. That you know, would, that would be cool. That would be good. But, then, we've but wanted that's that. too smart. Yeah, that's too smart for them to do that. So, hold on here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. wrestlers announced so far for the match, for the men's match. And I, and I and like I apologize, and I'm not talking about the women's match, but there's nothing in that that interests me right now because there's only four people announced. Yeah, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and Sarah Logan. Again, last week, it's like you know there's going to be a couple of legends. Like I said, the Lunger Boys will probably come come out in the women's match. Yeah, they have a lot of women talent, but it's like it's almost like they don't want to use them. Yeah, I can't tell you what woman like. When I say, like, there's no guys standing out right now, there's definitely no woman standing out that's going to win the Rumble. Like, there's no female that is really like, oh, yeah, she's definitely... Like, last year it was like Becky Lynch is is the one standing out, yeah. you know? Who won Rumble last year? Was it? It wasn't it, Becky, it was, was it? Becky. It was Becky. Yeah, because she and lost the title, won. right? Yeah. And that's what we said. We called it. We said she's going to lose the that's fucking right. title. And she's we called it the two years ago. Yeah. yeah, we did. Two years did, ago, too. we said Becky ago. Lynch is going to be the the a big star. Yeah, and this is well that been before great if we would have said the man. Yeah, that would have been great if we would have said Becky Lynch is going to be the man. But even even still, I mean, you go back, fucking, we called it because that didn't happen till like September of that year, and we called it yeah. in January. We said this is going to be Becky Lynch's year. Yeah. I mean, we it's it, it it was clear cut and obvious. Like right now, looking at those four women, Charlotte Flair wins the rumble, and and Charlotte Flair is going to win a rumble at some point. So it's kind of like you just get it out of the way now and I, let her and Becky have a badass match at Mania. I think I think Charlotte wins this year. I think you're right. I and I don't have a problem with that. I don't unless either. There's another female that needs to get over, and they want to put with Becky at. Uh, Mania. So last year, uh, Rollins and Becky won. Those are both Raw people. So this year, one of them's got to be SmackDown. And so Charlotte's Raw. So the men's guy, maybe it's SmackDown. Smack, SmackDown wins the men's Rumble this year because Brock... For a Bray Wyatt storyline. Brock is going to get tossed by somebody, and that's going to set up the storyline for Mania for him. So SmackDown has to win. Yeah, and they sense. don't have they don't have anything going on over there. Or what is Chamber? Let me look up Chamber real quick. What brand is Chamber? That's what I want to see. Okay, so let me. Oh, never mind. There's it's not branded shows anymore. Raw and SmackDown are Elimination yeah. Chamber. I for some reason I was like, oh wait, I was in 2005 for a minute. <laughs> uh, some whoever. So yeah, if SmackDown wins Rumble, Raw gets the Chamber match. With the number one contender. Yep, there you go. That's that's how that works. Cool, we booked it. That's um, easy. 
And then I think Adam Cole is going to be in the Rumble. Yeah, Adam Cole or Roddy or something. One of those. One of those. Uh, maybe Keith Lee. We could yeah. see him if, make an appearance. I think if Adam Cole is in the Rumble, he's in the Final Four. I could. Yeah, totally. I could see that. I could see that. Um, there's also Punishment Martinez. Does mm. he get to do a Rumble spot for a big pop? For everybody to be like, oh, fuck, it's Punishment Martinez. I think that would be cool. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen, but I, no. that would be cool. Or that Dijakovic guy. They yeah. love that dude. They yeah. love saying his name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But well, I guess we'll see. It's Sunday. I, the Rumble's creeping up pretty quick, man. I didn't realize it was like just a week away now. I think you said it last week when you said uh, Keith Lee and Lesnar Mania. Did I say that? I think so. Um, but I, Damn, I, I, could, I could definitely see him tossing Lesnar and setting that up. Just for something fucking different. I could, but he's he's pretty vital to NXT, though. That's the That's thing. That's true. But no, I mean, I love that idea. Because yeah. then it's someone fucking different. Or we get Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. Like, finally put Drew in the main event picture. Ugh. Like, Drew's got it. He's got it going. Yeah. Dude's jacked. I mean that's all all you gotta have. He's got the look. He can wrestle. He's got the look. He can. He's a fucking great wrestler. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean I would like to see Drew win, AJ win, but those are all raw guys. Right. So you look and it's like uh, right now all that SmackDown is is Roman, Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis, Tucker, Braun, and Shinsuke. Shinsuke obviously will never win again. Ever. Braun, never. Um, unless he goes back to Japan. Unless he goes back to Japan, yeah. Braun, I, could, I, would, I mean, I wouldn't mind if Braun won. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dislike that. Braun and Bray Wyatt at Mania, like, it could be a good match. It's going to be slow as all hell, but yeah. it would be good. Roman, I, okay. I just have no desire to see Roman and the Fiend at Mania. Okay. I don't want to fucking see it. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing AJ... Gets help from the Good Brothers to eliminate Brock. Sets up Brock and AJ at Mania. AJ finally gets to beat Brock because he's already put him over twice. And Brock likes working AJ. That is a true thing. Brock does like working AJ. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed he likes working with Lillard dudes or Mm -hmm. whatever. Because they make him look like a million bucks. Well, when you're in the ring with CM Punk, AJ, or Daniel Bryan, they're going to make you look fucking great, and you're going to just get to destroy them. And, not, and, and I'm not and, saying Brock's not a good wrestler, because he is, and I'd be lying if no, I no, he no, wasn't. No, no, he's great. I, ju- I just thought make him look made better. it sound like I was saying he was shit, and he's not. He, no. Anybody in Brock's situation would want to be in that situation. If Okada got in the ring with AJ today... AJ would make Okada look good. I mean, that he would make him look like a million bucks, you know? So I, I know what you're saying there. If yeah. Kenny and AJ got in the ring together, AJ would make Kenny look like a million bucks. Yep. And vice versa. Yep. Just good wrestlers. That's just, it's like they used to say about Bret Hart. Bret Hart could wrestle a fucking broomstick and make it look good. Bret Hart's like, there's, we have a lot of Bret Hart's out there right now, like really good wrestlers. So, all right. Well, anyways, I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would love to see AJ win the Rumble just to get that on his resume before his, you know, mid-40s retirement or whatever he's going to do. But I just want to see him win the Rumble and then win the championship at Mania. Yes, I want AJ to have a WrestleMania moment, a main event one or a title one before he has to eventually ride off in the sunset. I want to see AJ in the actual fucking main event of WrestleMania. 
that's what I would like to see. And if it's Brock Lesnar, it's the main event. But there's also that leaked picture that showed like Tyson Fury versus Brock Lesnar. Fuck that, that man. So Nobody stupid. wants that shit. Nobody. But they don't care because it's <laughs> drawing money. Like that brings all the boxers over. That's the thing that sucks. <sighs> like how do you put on a fucking show, your biggest show of the year, where you just don't fucking care what people think? Maybe that's just the money match. Maybe Brock and Tyson Fury is the money match. And then we get, like, AJ gets a better match that he'll actually do good. Yeah, but it won't be the main event. I know. I know. Maybe 2021 he gets main event. I, I, I don't know. I don't I, know. You know. It gives me a headache honestly, thinking about this fucking product. If they could set it up and make this be the last one, AJ and Taker at Mania. If they could set that up, that'd be great because – AJ would make Taker look like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Because Taker is old and fairly shitty in the ring now because he's fucking old. So, I mean, that's just how it is. But he's also kind of in better shape with the hip. Like, you're old when you get a hip replacement, okay? And you need to stop wrestling. (laughs) But I just, I don't think Brock or Undertaker got that perfect send-off. Like, it just wasn't a good send-off. The Roman match was a, a was a pretty decent send off, but then he did the thing with Cena. Yeah, so it was like uh, it's not. I don't. I don't know, but yeah, if it, if AJ and Taker could happen, that'd be amazing. I would love that. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about the the rumor about Uncle Terry coming back for one more match at Mania? I don't think that's. I don't think it's gonna happen. That's like Stone Cold coming back for another match at WrestleMania. I think Terry. I think Uncle Terry's done. I think. I think Uncle Terry is done. I, I mean, never like say never. Something. He can come back and maybe he eliminates Brock. Maybe he wins the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Terry comes Uncle back Terry, and wins the Rumble, dude. Big boot, leg drop, one, two, three. He wins. He doesn't he even throw him over. No, he doesn't even throw him over. It's it's Uncle it's Terry. Just, it doesn't work yeah, for him, he wins. <laughs> he wins with a pin. Taker wins at the Rumble, and then he just destroys Brock with the big boot and leg drop at WrestleMania. <laughs> I fucking love it. Book it. Oh, man. Book that's it. good. Yeah. Book it. I'll take that over. I'd fucking... watch the shit out of that. Oh, my God. I would love it. It would be... And then he's, and then he's champ for like six months. <laughs> He's, he's, he's got the belt till years. He's got the belt till SummerSlam. <laughs> or yeah, he's got the belt till next Mania, but he only has like five appearances. And he just shows up and talks Hollywood style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that. There wow. we go. We booked it. Hulk yep. Hogan wins the Royal Rumble, Men's Royal Rumble this year, <laughs> and beats Lesnar at Mania. And clean. beats Lesnar at clean. fucking Mania. Squeaky oh, fucking yeah. clean. Oh yeah, it, dude. It's one big boot leg drop. One two three, and he wins. That's it. That's it. That's all it takes. Because Brock, Lesnar gets Brock on his plane and that. goes home for good. Yep. He retires Brock Lesnar with yeah. a big boot of legs drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. And somehow Lesnar's forehead is just busted wide open from the leg drop. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because Lesnar busts his head on his foot to do it the hard way. <laughs> or ter- Terry's Lesnar's knee brace cuts him. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That'd be, that'd be so funny. But it's so fucking WWE. Dude, if it too. happened, if if Hogan somehow... Okay, so I know this will never happen. But if it did, Terry wins at fucking Mania. Dude, I'm a blubbering mess by that point. Oh, yeah. That would be I'm, amazing. I'm out in my yard fucking 
shoot, shooting off fireworks <laughs> with real American just blasting as loud as it can possibly go <laughs> on repeat. Yeah, you tear your uh, oh yeah, you're like, oh. you tear your uh, Ichiban shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's coming off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pre-cut it first, of course. Well, yeah, you gotta, I gotta pre-cut it. I gotta get a clean rip out of it. All right. Well, let's talk about Royal Rumble 2005. Yeah, this show's already too long. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's blaze through <laughs> this one because I got I got stuff to do. I like, gotta go to take fucking a Walmart. Ugh. Uh, so Royal Rumble 2005 was presented by Raw and SmackDown, January 30th, 2005, in Fresno, California, at the Save Mart Center at Fresno State. The attendance was 12,000. I remember this. Royal Rumble promo. It looks like uh, Maven going to be Rhino a Rumble tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was the, it was the old like Rumble West thing. Side Story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maven defeated Rhino on Heat, and then the show opened surprisingly with Edge defeating Shawn Michaels in a singles match in eighteen minutes and thirty-two seconds. I thought it was a good opener. It was paced. It was paced like a Fed match. Um, Edge dominated the first half kind of came back and then edge gets the heelish victory with the reversal of the roll up and uh grabbing the rope but it was a it was a pretty good match it makes me want to look for another outing of these two it, it was weird to me because there was a lot more rest holds that i remember watching it live yeah um but i remember this rumble like vividly not that i watched it live but did you, you oh you like ordered this one? Oh yeah yeah this was okay. the this was the Probably 2004-2005 was the year plus that I ordered every pay-per-view. Even the SmackDown okay. ones, like, by themselves. Like, I ordered it. Like, the next month, No Way Out. I ordered that. Yeah. <clears throat> and actually, what sold me on that pay-per-view, which I'm sure we'll talk about it next month, but was JBL and Big Show. I love that fucking storyline. And JBL yeah. being such a dick making fun of Big Show for being fat and big and talking about eating pizza and being in the ring with the Godzilla blow-up thing. It was... It sold I, that yeah. for me. Um, but yeah, this match, it it was really fucking good. One, it was a good opener. But I wish there would have been was, more in it. Yeah, there wasn't like a ton of... I don't know. It was so for it being Edge versus Shawn Michaels for 18 minutes. It was a little too slow. Yeah. Like I figured there would be a lot more offense, a, a couple more spots, a couple more like false finishes. You know, and and I'm not I'm I'm coming off of watching Wrestle Kingdom, so that's still in my yeah. mind. But it's it's just these two on paper, like right here. I mean, Edge is almost like Edge is in his prime right here, straight up, because he was in his prime for like five years. And Shawn Michaels is pretty much still at the peak of oh, the, his return. Shawn in late 04 through 05 was just the shit. He's good, man. So, And that's why I say I would like to find another outing of these guys. Because I'm sure there, it was on Raw the next night or I something. I actually watched the Raw last night after the Rumble after I watched it. Because I was like, okay, I want to see where this is going. Because I couldn't remember so, the Raw after. Other than Batista and Triple H back and forth. I was going to do that on the way to No Way Out and WrestleMania yeah. 2000. Um, but, it, like, Edge comes out, interrupts Christy Hemi, 
who's doing the t-shirt gun thing. And he's like, you're making fun of me, blah, blah, blah. This is the Raw after. And then Sean comes out to save her. And then Sean's trying, he's like, well, how about we do it right now? And I've already got a tag match later, but I can pull double duty. I did it last night. And, uh, yeah. And Edge is like, yeah, no way. What the? Okay, so Edge's Edge is, that's the shower. Oh, I was like, what you hear the that? Fuck? <laughs> it was fucking loud. I was like, dude, did the, the fucking devil himself just appear in your fucking <laughs> townhouse? No, it's like I'm in my little studio corner and she's in the shower Holy right next to it. She probably shit. did that on purpose. Can you still hear it? Not as bad. It's fake. Okay. But okay. I was like, I'm in the corner. I was like, in the other corner there's a now. soul sucker in your house right now. There we go. Now I'm hiding in. Now I'm hiding in the other corner. <laughs> oh, there, there it, we go. It turned on to like the actual shower part. It, that was fucking terrifying, dude. It was loud. I almost dude. pissed myself. Anyways, yeah, it yeah, was a good. It was too. a good match. Okay, so now Undertaker defeated Heidenreich in a casket match in 13 minutes and 20 seconds. That was next. I just didn't – I don't know what it was, dude. I just wasn't feeling this fucking match. Before the match is the spot we got with uh, Flair and Eddie getting their numbers. The, I wanted yeah, to, don't let me forget that. I wanted that. to talk yeah, about that was it because that was so fucking funny. Because Eddie steals this fucking but number when somehow. Flair gets his number and opens it up and looks at it, the woo he gives is the probably my favorite woo ever. Woo! I mean, it yeah, was it fucking was from the bottom of his ball bag. Like, that was the yeah. best fucking woo. But yeah, this is Eddie Guerrero at his fucking best. Eddie was, and it sucks because this is, you know, he's only alive for about nine, eight I know, months, I was thinking that when months. he came out in the Rumble. I was like, man, he only had like literally like nine months left. And had yeah, no fucking that really idea. sucked. It sucked, man, because Eddie was, I, I mean, that, that No Way, or not No Way Out, uh, WrestleMania 20. Well, yeah, No Way Out 2004. He, him and Brock Lesnar, that's a fucking cool match. It was a cool match. And then he goes on to beat Angle, you know, so, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that was, that was a great, I love that he stole his number. He's like, Eddie! Or he's like, Guerrero! Yeah. Guerrero! And he chases him down. But, yeah, man, Taker and Heidenreich, I just, I don't know what it was. I just, like, I wasn't feeling it. And this, that weird segment before the oh match my God. Was breathing heavy together. I, Amanda I was, was on her. I was like, what are you watching? <laughs> Amanda's on her phone, like, playing a game. And I just look over at her, like, waiting for her to say something. She never said anything. And I was so fucking uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, like, I'm like, that was weird, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Mariah was like, "What the fuck are you watching?" And I was like, "This is wrestling. Yeah, this is what it is." Yeah. Oh man. Fucking Snitsky, and he's like, he's like, "I like you," and he's like, "I like you too, Gene." <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, are I you like guys gonna you, fuck? John. I like you I too, like you, John. <laughs> I like you too, Gene. Give me that fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm about to eat you up. <laughs> yeah, I got a plan, and then they do that. Oh, man. Anyways, the match, like, the match is just kind of what it is. Um, you know, though, and then, when of course, you told, when I when we were texting a little bit yesterday, and you were like, I just couldn't, like, it bored me. And I, dude, I don't know. What I it watched was. the match. I was like, you know, it's not fucking bad. Like, it's probably Heidenreich's best match. Uh. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe a singles match with Taker was better. I, I don't know. I, I just, there's something about it that I just, maybe it was just the mood I was in, but I was like, I'm not feeling it. You just it. weren't on I board. I just don't, I just wasn't on board with this match because 
I rem- it, it just pisses me off because it's like they did this thing with Heidenreich where they just shut up, Google. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so the devil is here. Uh... <laughs> I fucking love it. I'm out of coffee. Um, that would have been a coffee pop. That would have been a coffee pop. Uh, Heidenreich, they pushed Heidenreich for like six months or whatever, and then he just disappears. Yep. Or no, didn't he do some special needs gimmick after this or something? Like, not, he was just real, like... Well, after this, doesn't he go with Animal and they do the LOD thing? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so he, okay, Heidenreich had, like, at at the most, like, a fucking one-year contract. Because he shows up in 04. He's a big dude. He's fucking with Undertaker. And thinks yeah. he's gonna be the next big thing. He's got a barbed wire tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, Oh my god, that fucking song, man. Anyways, yeah, him and Animal was like it was kind of nostalgic and fun to see. It was cool to see Animal, I don't, sure, but I'm like, yeah. eh, I don't want to. <laughs> I wasn't into Heidenreich, dude, no. because I just looking at him, I'm like, this dude, like, okay, what is this? 2005. A 12 year old Levi watches this and he goes, "This guy's not over." Like, <laughs> this guy I, I'm like, this dude, I'm sorry, this dude's not fucking over. We should get Heidenreich on the podcast and call him John. Hey, John, how's it going? Uh, anyways, I don't know. I just wasn't super into it. But Gene Snitsky comes out. That's his plan. And starts beating the shit out of the Undertaker. They try to get him in the casket. Kane pops out to a huge pop. He takes out Snitsky. And uh, then Taker and Heidenreich brawl, and Taker hits the uh, chokeslam tombstone and rolls him into the casket and wins. Do you really want to get Heidenreich on the podcast? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind talking to him about this time period, yeah. but like, it's not something we need to do. Now I feel like I it's, just think it's of him my, as like goal to make this happen. Well, I just think, because I'm like, Heidenreich's not with the company anymore. He hasn't been with the company in, like, 15 years. So there's a chance that... Um, he probably doesn't remember. He's not <laughs> He's not as high profile, so he would be easier to contact. I, I mean, I think I, I can find I, a way to get a hold of him. He's probably got a Twitter. I don't know, man. John Heidenreich. Uh, anyways, moving forward, what was in between... There was some backstage segments again. Oh, uh, Flair getting his number yeah. back. And Eddie says his phone here. number? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think that's really... That's it. In between this and the next match. And then we get the video package. I might have missed something, but yeah. whatever. Um, JBL defeated Big Show and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match for the WWE title. 12 minutes and 4 seconds. This was a... It, it was a pretty fucking good match. Yeah, man. it was. I really liked it. Like Big Show, Big Show looked good. Angle looked good. JBL looked good, even though he just did clotheslines and punches. But I mean, it was like this match never slowed down. It was always something was always happening, and Big Show dominated. I mean, Big Show looked good, so you could kind of see that like he's the guy who's going to get the rematch. And or, he didn't eat the pen either, so that helped. And he didn't take the pen exactly, so. Yeah, man. I mean, I, it was a, uh, it was a pretty good match. Yeah, I mean, was, I don't have any complaints about this match, honestly. And the JBL was safe; he was safe um, from looking bad by getting blasted outside the ring and getting stuck out there. He doesn't get pinned, 
but he steals the pin on Angle after that clothesline. And they wheel the stretcher out, and you think JBL's out of the match, and then he, yeah, he comes in and steals it. And and Big Show was being occupied with uh, the cabinet. They were fucking with. I remember the cabinet, JBL's cabinet. Orlando Jordan and the other people. Looking back on it, I didn't mind, and maybe it was because it was uh, 11, 12-year-old me, but I didn't mind JBL as a heel champion. I loved I remember, it. I remember seeing him and being like, this dude is a fucking dick. Yeah. He, and he's good at he's it. Because in real life, he's a dickhead. I mean, yeah, exactly. He, in real dude, life, he, he's a fucking cop. He fucking blocks people on Twitter for not even, like, just saying his name. And, like, you yeah. can say something nice about him, he'll block you. Yeah, JBL is... He's a special kind of dude. Now, after he loses to John Cena at WrestleMania, he never is in the same type it, of match. It was never the same. No. It killed he, it killed the gimmick. Because I mean, realistically, he I mean, he did. He passed he was like the interim torch holder and then John Cena took the torch and became that guy. Well, Obviously, we'll was, probably talk about that WrestleMania. He this was year. like the longest running champ. Yeah, of that of that time period or whatever it was like almost a almost a full year yeah he got it at uh when did jbl get the title he got it he took it from eddie at great american bash i believe it was yes so it would have been it was bash or judgment day maybe it was it judgment day or bash anyways yeah june or july and until like the May or end july. of march or early april till yeah Till WrestleMania, so I mean, yeah, he had a, he had a pretty long run. It was, I see where people compared Jinder Mahal to this, but at the same time, JBL was kind of. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can kind of see that JBL was rebranded and back for a while before, like, I see the Jinder Mahal perspective, but JBL was better because well, and his run he just was really longer, and it was more run, successful. Yeah. And he just always had some shitty, dirty win. And that was what made him a really good heel champion. And he was solid on the mic. I mean, he was good at just being a fucking dick, like you said, because he's a dick. That's how he is. And the, and uh, I, I think, honestly, this run is what made him a good commentator. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He's an, I mean, he's an intelligent dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's, he's a stock market guy. You know, he's a real intelligent guy. So... Anyways, yeah, I thought this was probably eh, between Edge and Shawn Michaels and this match. These were two best matches, yeah. like actual matches. What happens in between Triple H and Orton? Oh yeah, they told uh, Batista that he can tell Triple H that Evolution's banned from ringside, yeah, and he smiles. <laughs> he uh, likes it, so that's like if him. you're watching the pay per view, that's foreshadowing right there. Yeah. Um, so then we get Triple H defeating Randy Orton for the world, retaining the world heavyweight title in 20 minutes, 21 minutes and 28 seconds. I mean, this was just a Triple H and Randy Orton outing. And at this point we had seen it like three or four times. It was good though. It, no, it wasn't, it wasn't bad by any means. I it like was better than what? Well, yeah. Let me try to think of what the finish was again. Uh, the sledgehammer thing. And Randy's all fucking out of it and shit on the outside of the ring. And Triple H, Triple H rolls him his in. knee. Yeah, right. And uh, then the the ref took a bump, and they went to the outside. And then Triple H throws him back in the ring and gets the sledgehammer. And he goes, he's going to hit Randy with the sledgehammer, but 
uh, Earl Hebner wakes up. And the way fucking Triple H just, like, nonchalantly, like, drops the sledgehammer out of the ring, he doesn't hit him. Yeah, yeah. Like, his face was like he like a kid getting caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Like, yeah, Ooh. he was good, man. Uh, but even Amanda said it, that was her favorite Triple H run, was this one here. And I, I have to agree. Uh, I, think, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I think my favorite, and I love Triple H and DX, but I think Triple H and Evolution was fucking, it's hard to beat it. Triple H from from Armageddon 02, when he takes the title back from Sean, all the way till WrestleMania 21 and 05 was, I mean, it, it's that's why they call it the Reign of Terror, but he was just good, though. He was, Triple H was the go-to heel, man. But look, if you didn't know what to back do. back now, like, if we would have known how good we had it then, we wouldn't be, yeah. we wouldn't have complained about it then. Exactly. Because then we were just like, okay, let's do some new talent. But now I just understand that, he was the go-to heel back then, and he was fucking good at it. Triple H is really good at what he did Yep, as the heel. So, I mean, that's why he was the go-to guy. And Orton, I didn't, I didn't like Orton because this is at the point where I was like, he's my favorite wrestler. The Legend Killer thing was the fucking best to me as a kid. Um, I didn't like that he only had the belt for, like, basically less than a month. SummerSlam to Unforgiven. But now, like, as an adult, in retrospect, I kind of look at it, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense because – you can't uh, – I mean, you can, but you probably shouldn't have uh, a fresh talent, Randy Orton, as the World Heavyweight Champ on Raw, and then JBL on SmackDown as your WWE Champ, because then you don't really have, like – Where's your money? Where's your high profile? Exactly. So the belt has to go back to Triple H at some point. So they give it right back, and, and that's fine. I mean, maybe they just did it to put that stamp on history with Randy as a uh, – Young, the youngest champion or whatever. Well, and they got the belt know. off Benoit because nobody wanted to see Benoit and Triple H again. Yeah, and Benoit's run, I mean, it, it was – I loved it. You know, and before we move on to the Rumble match, I, I want to say one thing about Benoit. Somebody uh, – who was it? Somebody said it. God, I can't remember who it was. Oh, Paul Heyman. They were like, what do you think about Chris Benoit? And he said – he said, in ring – He's fucking amazing. He's one of the greatest talents ever, and nothing can take that away. But that's all That's all I like about him. Yeah. Outside of the ring. I mean, and, and, I, and you know what? When he said that, that kind of rung a bell with me. I was like, maybe that's why I'm holding on to the Benoit thing. Because I'm like, he's just such a good – he was one of my favorite wrestlers back then. He was so good. He's a little dude like me. But I can live with what Paul Heyman said. He was – fantastic in the ring and all it's on that inside the ropes or whatever yeah um but he's a piece of shit outside the ring kills fucking family yeah so there's that but in ring you can watch his matches and try to disregard that it's just weird when you watch benoit stuff because it's just got that weird vibe to it you know it's like watching it's like watching uh watching like ed gain in the ring in the fucking royal rumble or something you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm with I you. I hate to compare it like morbid like that, but that's just how it no, is. No, just watching it last night when he comes out n- number two in the Rumble, I'm watching him walk to the ring, and I just I feel like now it's weird man with I mean with all that that happened, you know, I mean he killed his fucking family, like you said, and we've talked about it a little bit here and there, and you know whatever, but like when he's walking in the ring, I'm looking at him, I'm just like. Dude, you are like the biggest fucking piece of shit. Like, I just I couldn't look past it. I I yeah. can't like watch one of his matches now and enjoy it because I'm just like, 
dude, how could you fucking kill not just your wife, but your fucking child? Not only that's that, the hard part, your small off fucking that. child that had a disability. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You got to watch what Paul Heyman said. I, I've, I've, I've seen it. I okay. just, yeah. I mean, I'm with it's, you. I mean, he good. was so good in the ring, but it's just so fucking hard to watch. Well, like, I can't but he, The way it. he describes what he did with his family, <clears throat> the thing, he said, like, something about, like, he was, like, he was fucking, the way he describes, like, the murder thing and the choice that Benoit made, it's not anything to do with his in-ring, it's just the way he says it. It's super Paul Heyman intelligent, and I'm like, fuck, yeah. that's good, man, that's yeah. really good how you say that. But anyways, uh, Royal Rumble match, Batista won by last eliminating John Cena, and <laughs> here's here it is, 51 minutes, no 7 seconds. Fucking Van <laughs> blows his quads. <laughs> so this this was like one of those spots. Okay, and obviously some big things happened in the Rumble, but let's just get to the nitty gritty here. Um, when Batista has John Cena up for like the powerbomb and they both go over the rope at the same time and hit the ground at the exact same time, that's like, that's that was really good because how do you make that how do you script that and make that happen like that gravity isn't always the fucking same so it's like how do you do that so perfect that's why i'm curious was like was this a shoot it wasn't a shoot was it i've always thought that it was i thought i always thought it was a shoot apparently it was planned however the the fact that is that the fucking live camera was on it yeah, and I mean they, I mean they fucking nailed it, dude. Yeah, like your timing has to be so fucking perfect to make because something like that both, work. Because they both, that meat hits the ground at the exact same time, and I mean even their feet. Like I watched it on the camera, and it's like they never replay it. I noticed that they don't replay it, but they could have because it was good. There was yeah. like it, it was they that to Batista and John Cena, fucking. Perfect and schlag, because that is <laughs> that was good, dude. That was really good. But oh, okay. Before we talk about Vince, I just wanted to mention like one thing in the Rumble match. Obviously, the Angle and Sean thing that set up Mania, which was a great fucking match. Yeah, that's a good match. But the way that fucking Eddie and and Benoit and fucking Hardcore Holly just whip fucking Daniel Peters' ass. Like, I know, I love those that. Those chops. Benoit, yeah. like, yes, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore, but his fucking chops were Benoit gnarly, nasty dude. chops, dude. They were You know what that loud. was? That was, oh, you won tough enough, huh? Okay, yeah. well, let's oh, fucking yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, they're then. breaking him in. Yeah. And obviously, and he that... couldn't hang. No, no. But he actually fought MMA or something, didn't he? Yeah, he was, he, I think he that... was in UFC. Yeah, that's right. So he, I mean, he could probably kick their ass legitimately. But if you want to come to the wrestling ring, you got to do things that way and take those chops. And speaking of chops, the Big Show's chops in that match earlier, mm-hmm. dude, that that sucks. Yep. I wouldn't but want it. He was doing it in the Rumble, too. Got a big Anyways. old fucking paw. Yeah, I liked that they broke him in. And then, uh, let's see, who comes out? Who's kind of the first big name that comes out? Like, next to Benoit and Guerrero. Mysterio. Mysterio comes out, Edge, Edge, and then we get. I think Shawn Michaels is like the first like big na- like main event. I think guy he's like eighteen, out. something like that. 
Yeah, and then I know Batista's 28. Kurt Angle was like 20, 19 or 20. He has his straps down, so he's serious. He's ready. Uh, I don't remember where Cena was, but this is... Cena was like 28. Or 26. Batista was 28, so he was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Nate was 30. The fucking spot yeah, where... Yeah, was 30. Where, uh... Who does Flair fucking toss after Batista hits the Batista mm. bomb? And then Flair tosses him out. And then Flair, like, spins around real quick and fucking goes like he's gonna throw Batista out. Yeah, that Dude, was, I, I had to rewind that. Yeah. that fucking spot in Joe Manda because I was laughing so fucking hard. Because Flair's like, no, no, no. He starts going, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> but, like, the way he just swings around and, like, grabs Batista's neck. And, like, yeah, he's gonna yeah. Fucking, and then it's face. Oh, man, it cracked me yeah, the he's fuck like, no. up, dude. Yeah, and Batista's just like, are you and fucking then, serious And right then now, he's H? like, okay, I'm just going to go do this now. <laughs> Batista was on fire right here. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's why he Everybody won Everybody fucking wanted him to win. And that Batista and Triple H match at WrestleMania, like I said, I mean, it's 15 years, so we'll probably talk about it this year. Yeah. But uh, that's a solid match. And even John Cena and JBL, like, this is kind of cool because this is a rumble where the last two guys both are get literally it. like this is this is kind of the turning of leading into this is like halfway through the decade and yeah both these guys get the belts at Mania so it's like oh he didn't really you know they both kind of won the rumble yeah which essentially I mean that's kind of cool how that turned out but I just don't get what like booking was why it was so good then versus now, because it's not like Russo or anybody was around back then. That was different. Like what fucking happened, man? Why can't we have stuff like this now? I, I just don't get flipped it. Flip the fucking switch somewhere. He's like senile, man. Yeah. I don't get it. But, but anyway. when you, when you look at it, the, like you painted the picture of it and how they both kind of won. So Vince blew both of his quads in vain. Like he blew yeah. them for no fucking reason. Yeah. That, that sucks. <laughs> he ran out, and he busts the first one on the ring and blows it, and then he tries to stand up and blows the uh, other one. Like, that's fucked up, dude. And the and, way he just drops with his fucking legs behind his ass. And then he just keeps he just keeps sitting there and talking to them. And, like, he knows that sold dude, it. Vince McMahon, I mean, I know I just said, like, he went senile and shit like that, but, you know, that he's the god of wrestling. And he sits there and fucking tells them to finish the match and, and calls it while he's sitting there with two blown quads in the wrestling ring in front of 20, in front of 12,000 people. You're sitting there with blown quads telling them how to finish the match. Cause man, it's just, it's gotta be a shoot like, or something. Well, no, it was, it was a work, I guess, but anyways, but what, the way he fucking quads. power walks down to the ring and throws his fucking yeah. jacket down and <laughs> edges walking past him. And then Looks he like just he's fucking pissed. sprints. Yeah, he blasts his fucking blood. Uh, like, as soon as I saw him coming out, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here comes the quad <laughs> like, rubbing blowing. My, rubbing my hands together. Yeah, yeah. Licking my fucking chops. Like, I'm ready for it. And then it happened. I was like, oh, it's so good. I, like you fucking blast those quads. Dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> the meat just fucking blowing through his fucking britches, man. <laughs> like, oh, that shit. He's like, when he hits the ring, it's like, <laughs> And then he tries to stand up. It's like, and you know, it was just like a, like a fucking blind. Like you pull the blinds and they fucking shoot up. You know, that's yeah, a, that's what it is. Dude. The meat just fucking rips off. Yeah, and just rolls up your leg. Ugh. I don't know how it. I don't know how it happened so easily right there. But I mean, I guess. I mean, when he hit the ring, I can see that. Yeah, because he busted his quad on that ring. 
And I like how the people are like, oh, it's, there was like those one people that were saying that was not the hardest part of the ring. Well, Vince blew his fucking quad on Yeah. It, so it's definitely they, hard. They took Mr. McMahon's fucking quad from him. And then Mr. the Mac other Man. one. Yeah, the other one just blew itself. It's like, eh, I'm going out too. <laughs> he falls down. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, nope. I can't support this, all this shit. Not today. Jeez, and then he finishes. It doesn't show him leaving. Though, I know, but... I was, that's what I was going to bring up. I was like, I want to know how he got out of the ring. Yeah, the refs probably carried him out or something. Oh, man. But Vince is tough, though, so he's not going to get carried away. In front oh, of he'll crawl people. up the fucking ramp. He's going to fucking, yeah, exactly. He's walking down that ramp. <laughs> Um, Somehow he and can then still Batista walk. Gets a easy, yeah, Batista gets an easy uh, uh, victory. He just taught he hits John Cena and then throws him over. So it was like if it was an accident, it was like okay, let's just get this shit yeah. over with. Bam, he hits him with it because there were you're both going to WrestleMania. Anyways. Yeah, and I'm sure that was common knowledge here. They had yeah. that shit planned for months. So, anyways, yeah, Real Rumble 2005. Not a terrible watch. I mean, I could. I can get down with it. It was a, it was an easy um, watch. It was definitely an easy watch. It's not bad. Rumbles aren't too bad in general because you get an hour of a rumble match, and then the other two hours is like backstage segments and a, and a couple title matches and some throwaway matches. Like rumbles, rarely does the rumble have like some serious storytelling because all the storytelling is in that rumble mm-hmm. match. Yeah, so. even if it's like a bad undercard, you're like, I just gotta get through it. Yeah. Like, Rumble 03 is Triple H versus Benoit for the title. Rumble 04 is Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly for the and title. And Triple H and Sean. Oh. And, Triple, and Triple H and Sean, yeah. So that was, that was kind of a show stealer. That's, but uh, uh, what Rumble, Rumble 02, it was uh, like Jericho and Rock or something for the title. Like, so every, there's always kind of a throwaway title match on the way to WrestleMania because of the plan. Like, rare, I don't know that the titles really changed hands at Rumble a whole lot. I'm trying. I can't think of one off offhand. I could always look it up, but anyways, that's our show for the week. It's time for us to go. We got things to do. Yeah. We're adults, Some, somewhat. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Uh, follow the show on Twitter, Heels and Quads, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. I'm of course Levi D Zindel on Twitter and Levi Zinfandel on Instagram. I haven't been very active on my social media pages. You never are though. I know it's it's normal. Like the only thing that I ever notice is that you like stuff on Instagram. Like I never or retweet. Yeah, yeah, you don't ever. I mean, really post. Every once in a uh, while, I'll get a, a new picture. Yeah. Follow me at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. Tommy Walter live on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Uh, next week we will be talking about the Royal Rumble 2020. So. Uh, do you want to do live after, or do you want to wait? Uh, we'll see how we feel Sunday night. <laughs> That's always the we'll thing with Fed uh, pay-per-views. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting it over, but it's going to be fucking five hours. I'm not watching the pre-show. I'm just watching the yeah. regular show, so we'll see. We'll see. how If it if it goes on till 11, probably going to do it in the yeah. morning. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just see how yeah. we feel, I guess. All right, sounds good. So, we'll talk to you next week. Sometime. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Bye. Bye. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. 
You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.